Real good. Drill good. Drill good. Real 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 good. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to Real Good Show. It's another edition of America's Best Worst Canadian Sports Podcast, episode number 56, coming at you. Justin Morissette with you once again, and with me, as always, is... Stefan Heck. John Cullen. And, uh, boys, this is going to be uh, probably an Olympics-heavy episode, if I had to guess. Yeah, a lot. Well, it's the only thing that's happening. A so. Ryan Lochte-heavy episode. Yeah. Uh, we're lucky that we're recording this. Uh, the morning of the Thursday where Lochte's lies are unraveling. Because if we'd recorded even as recently as last night, I might have said something like, you know what? I mean, he's kind of a flake, just a bit. Uh, maybe a massive <laughs> one. But I'm still kind of inclined to believe him a little bit. Right. Even if, like, sure, there's some discrepancies in the details between their stories. But they were all drunk and, like, you know... Why? How would you be able to remember all of these things? The best part of it is uh, his story is like, yeah, he, he pointed the gun at my head, and I was just like, whatever, man. Yeah, well, that's just. But part that, of I, that's the thing. That's believable. Exactly. I could see Ryan Lochte saying that because he's just the most chilled out bro of all time. Well, he's also very stupid. Yes, this too. Yeah, uh, yeah, and also like I think all the Rio stuff is very believable. Yeah, because as well. because like there were a slew of robberies like right at the beginning right. of the Olympics. It seemed like a lot of photographers had all of their equipment jacked. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, like the one guy we talked about that last week, like stole the photographers actual vest and were those, and were those like robberies or pretended was that, to be a photographer was that just like a burglary uh this episode brought to you the, by swedish fish what's the difference I'm opening them right now well a burglary would be like he breaks into the, the person's hotel room takes the stuff without like actually interacting with the person yeah a robbery involves like give me all your shit yeah i guess so then it's probably like a, a burglary yeah because i don't think the photographers who got jacked were like threatened or no anything. yeah no the one photographer just left his stuff somewhere missing yeah and what would be a safe area if they were holding the olympics in another country right but not here no hell no uh shit so, is serious so on that level like it was very believable that like oh of course this happened why has it not happened more because right. Um, you know, one of the big stories headed into these Olympics is like the Brazilian government is out of money and has not been paying their police force or firefighters anything. So, you know, get ready for a gong show is what I was expecting here. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think the Olympics have been pretty gong showish as far as Olympics go. Yeah. In many ways. Yes. I mean, nowhere near, nowhere near as bad as the ones in Vancouver. Apparently just ask one Pittsburgh beat writer. We talked about uh, the green pool last week, of yes, course. Yes. But then there was a further revelation from that that we didn't talk about, which was that not only was the pool off color, but the entire building smelled like farts. Like was it, it reeked to be in there. So what was it? I think someone put the wrong amount of chemicals in or forgot to put chemicals in or something. Yeah, something like that. Where it like canceled out. Like the, what the chlorine's supposed to do? Yeah, and then a bunch of algae got in there. And it, the story was also that it like stained your skin and hair. To oh, go I didn't in know it. that. Yeah, which I think is why Ryan Lochte had like colored hair also, because <laughs> he'd like bleached his hair blonde for the Olympics, and then must have gone for a dip in that pool because they were looking a little bit uh, greenish. 
He was just trying to get ahead of the game by dyeing his hair and then yeah, well, I think that was his idea. He's like, you know what I'll do? I'm going to I'm going to commit a crime at the Olympics. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to dye my hair before the Olympics. And no one will know it's me. I've got a disguise on, but he was he didn't realize that like he'd be on TV and shit. Yeah. There's no chance that he's that smart though. Well, that's the thing. Like how stupid do you have to be to let Ryan Lochte mastermind your plan where you're like uh yeah, let's uh what what's the, what's the plan here guys? We need to come up with a story. Ryan uh, yeah, you're, you're the smartest guy here. Let's hear it. <laughs> I mean, maybe the other guys just are that dumb, and we just don't know. They are. They're. I'm sure they're dumb. Yeah, like they could be super dumb. Um, but um, this is also the summer of Suicide Squad, so maybe Lochte was thinking to himself, "If I'm gonna get really sick and twisted here, I'm gonna need some green hair to really effectively pull this off." Did you hear that Jared Leto is gonna be in the new Blade Runner? I did. Uh, is it the sequel or the reboot, whatever it is? They're doing like a a, a legacy sequel. Okay. <laughs> the hell is that? A legacy sequel. Like you could have just said that. Yeah, I guess. Have so. they called it a legacy sequel, no, or did no. you just invented that? Well, okay. that I didn't invent that. Is I that think. a real term? I think Matt Singer from uh, Screen Crush coined that term. Used it to talk about like Jurassic World or like Creed, for oh. example. Uh, but regardless. Oh. Yeah, I don't like that word very much. I thought you were going to ask, though, did you think, uh, did you hear about Jared Leto saying that he felt like he was tricked? I saw that, too. Into which playing is so the Joker. great, because they cut all his scenes out. Yeah. It's so funny. Or he said that he, he thought the, the movie would be much more uh, artistic and less commercial than it ended up being. It's a DC comic book movie. <laughs> Called Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, and all the art and everything, like, you could have to- known yeah. that it was pretty... Yeah, because what didn't you say something like, uh, like yeah, like you could make a whole movie out of the Joker deleted scenes that I did. Or yeah, whatever. he said like if I were to die next week, all my scenes would come out. Right, that's right. Which yeah. felt a little insensitive to uh, Heath Ledger, if you don't mind me saying. It's just very strange because I think of when I think of Jared Leto, I think of my so-called life, and he was <laughs> like a pretty boy idiot in that movie and then it's just become very he's like he's like the ryan lochte of hollywood he, he's very it's stupid. like the fact that he's like getting famous to the point where people like because i guess because he won best actor or whatever it's like he's getting famous to the point where people like are like oh we gotta take this guy's opinion seriously well remember when he tweeted i think we talked about this before when he tweeted out that i think it was like a frederick Douglass quote or some civil rights it was it was some it was a very like heavy quote and then he was fuck I'm gonna look it up right now and then he attributed it to Jared Leto something like that I think on, nice. a, on a photo of him sitting in a lawn chair like staring pensively into the right. middle distance yeah, so you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take <laughs> Wayne Gretzky Michael Scott oh yeah no it was him if there is no struggle there is no progress Frederick Douglass and then it's him sitting in a lawn chair going like <laughs> doing the thinker doing pose. the thinker pose yeah. <laughs> Wow. He deleted it pretty quick. Oh, yeah, but it You'd lives on to. forever. Oh, That's amazing. He's like holding his aviator sunglasses very pensively. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's. Oh, I think they're in his lap. I would love to get him on the show. I'd love to get Ryan Lochte on the show. Yeah, true. Let's have them guest. both at the same time. We, we could probably pull that off, I think. Yeah. Yeah. We have connections. Yeah, that's true. It'd be pretty We great. had Jared Leto on before. Yeah. yeah. And it was him, for sure. Yeah, exactly. So. Why couldn't he come back? Why yeah. couldn't any celebrity come on? Yeah. That's true. Who do we have on last week or two weeks ago? We had someone pretty Blake big Griffin. on. Blake Griffin. Yeah, we had Blake Griffin on. Yeah. Yeah, which was pretty sweet. Sounded a little like weird, but, but I think he had a cold. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Ah. But 
that's fine. Yeah. yeah, whenever celebrities come on the show, they seem to have a cold, which is weird, <laughs> but it's fine. It is the it's a they're real celebrities. Yeah, of course. Like Kyle Wellwood was real. Yeah, he was definitely real. That was you doing a voice. <laughs> yeah, we made all that shit up. Uh, but uh, should we talk more about for the, Ryan for Locking? the picture? We just uh, we hired a Kyle Wellwood impersonator. No, we we just had one of uh, our friends come in and we put like a paper mask over his face. Absolutely, <laughs> a paper mask of aged Kyle Wellwood, <laughs> like <laughs> that soccer contract <laughs> sign-in. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> oh man, that was so good. Yeah, that was really good. Um, but yes. As we record this morning, the Lochte story continues to spin out of control. Well, it's one fifty-seven p.m. Yes. Did well. you want us to keep that up the whole show, or like it's the morning? <laughs> well, because we did tweet out like, "Hey, let's get some questions." Morning, I know, ladies I know, and I know. gentlemen. Well, you know what I mean. Sorry for calling it you on that. Con- it continued to uh, to develop over the course of the morning this yes. morning, and it's now the afternoon as we talk about it here today. Uh, and he just made the whole thing up basically because they had done some serious property damage to a gas station they broke the door off of the bathroom and they then peed on it pissed all over the wall right. of the place yeah and the owner was very mad and said give me money to pay for the, well, the security guard i think yes there was a security he was guard like too. you got to give me money and then pulled a gun out on them when they refused to yes and then so, they gave him money so this is ryan lochte saying my story was mostly true right we did have a gun pulled on us and they did was... have to give money to the person yeah. who pulled the gun on them yeah and Ryan Lochte probably did say whatever, man, <laughs> to that guy. Actually, yeah, that's Listen, you got to pay for this, whatever, man. Uh, so yeah, I mean, in a in a sense, the story is all kind of correct. I mean, in a very other real sense, I don't care at all. Like, yeah. I really don't care about any of this. Well, I don't think he ever planned for it to go public, really, because right. this was just like he told his mom, "Oh, you'll never believe what happened last night." Right, and he put his like spin on it that. I'm your sweet, innocent boy child. He's and, 32 years old. And nothing... Yeah. Uh, I thought un- he was like 25. <laughs> nothing untoward went on here. Don't worry about me. Can you believe this country that we're in, though? And then she turned around and did a radio interview being like, you'll never believe what happened to Ryan last night. Shit's crazy. Man, people got to stop interviewing people's moms. Yeah. Because, again, I don't care. And also, <laughs> they say crazy shit like that, like Bartkowski's mom. That Who was she, great, though. Jared McCann <laughs> saying that he was like an asshole or whatever. <laughs> that was pretty. Yeah, that was pretty good for sure. But, I, I mean, yeah, it's just so strange. Like, I just... Oh, man, like you just really got to be hurting, you know, when you're like, ah, let's get Ryan Lochte's mom. Like, I would love to have Penny Alexiak on the show. But you wouldn't but want like, Penny Alexiak's mom. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Why about, not? I don't care. She'd have funny stories. I'm sure she'd be like glowing with pride. Yeah, probably. But like at the same time, you're like, oh, we can't get the real thing. So let's just. Uh, yeah, but is Penny Alexiak going to tell like embarrassing stories about herself as a child? Probably. She's, she's still a child. Yeah, though. she's still a child. <laughs> She'll be like, oh, yeah, yesterday I accidentally uh, sent a picture on Snapchat that was meant for someone and I sent it to someone else. Whoops. <laughs> but you, like her mom's going to be like, when. Penelope was four. That's she true. Did. They do still call her Penelope, yeah. which I love. Um, so, you know, that's why you interview the parents, to get the the embarrassing details that you will never receive from the person yourself. Yeah, but Ryan Lochte has provided so many embarrassing details <laughs> on his own. <laughs> I don't think we ever need Do we have the, the greatest hits video? We do. So we can check in right now on some of uh, Ryan Lochte's all-time greats right here. How many of these are from his reality show? He had a reality show? Yeah, he had a short-lived reality show. What was it called? I don't know. 
Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying not to pull another fucking Kimbo slice thing. Uh, Arms akimbo. <laughs> I don't know. I I think this is mostly from interviews, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, well that's even better then. Uh, but he's not the best at talking, so you could see how this story could get away from him. I didn't. I didn't do that bad at World Championships. I bet like these guys knows how to have some fun. Oh, that's for sure. Seven times four. <laughs> Twenty-one. <laughs> Uh, what I was always good at was letting things go through, like, through one ear, out the other, so to say. But, I mean, that's just, <laughs> whether it's life or there's swimming, um, always do your best. I can't wait until I'm done swimming, then I can go to the market to do a little shopping. <laughs> I think that's my biggest key in my workout is with swimming and weights is, like, my weight room. I mean... I mean, I'm not a big, like, sentimental guy, like, I don't really cry. What is on your cell phone screensaver? Rocks. Rocks. Yeah. Okay. I'll show, I'll show uh, China how to dance. You can tell a great athlete by, like, not how many times he wins, unlike when he loses. Because that's what is going to make a swimmer. Fashion what? designer or a reality show star? Fashion designer for sure. What would people describe your design style as? Um, it'd be a mixture between like rock star slash like hip hop. Are you enjoying the uh, the sex symbol status that goes along with um, high profile Olympic events? Yeah. <laughs> Are you always this cool? I guess. I mean, I don't really see myself as being cool, but. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> there we go. Ryan Lochte's greatest. I want to see oh, a cutaway man. to like the inside of his head, and there's like a hamster wheel that's still kind of spinning. There's like a dead hamster on it. <laughs> yeah, I like it's the. Like, <laughs> yeah. I like the. Um, I, I I like the uh, like he's the definition of the Michael Scott quote of like yeah I often don't know like where my sentences are going i just start talking and then hope i find my way like along the way because even the way he talks like he'll kind of drop out of his own sentences like he'll be like the thing that makes a great swimmer is that athlete winning and losing like he's <laughs> used to almost like give like he'll even change like the volume of his voice as though he's like trying to figure it out himself like as he's talking yeah it's pretty great. There were several moments in there where I had no idea what he was saying. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, but, yeah, so, you know, he... So yeah, that's your he, guy right He made there. it out of the country. Okay. He must have worked so hard coming up with that story. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay, guys. So here's what we tell them. Okay. Uh, the thing is, when there is... Oh, I'm just picturing he, he's like... All right, guys, like, so we had a gun pulled on us, uh, and this guy asked for money. Uh, like, where else does that happen? And they're all just, like, thinking. It's like, let's put our heads together. Like, what other situation does that happen in? And then we could, like, apply it to what happened to us. Like, we had a gun pulled on us, and he asked us for money because we peed on, on the wall. If we drop the pee on the wall part, is there a way we could, like, twist that story? Like, you know, and like... he's a security guard, so he might have had a badge. Yeah, is there... Can we... A guard badge. Oh, what if... Oh, no, I, I had it for a second there. It, took, it would have taken them like two hours probably. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know you're in trouble too. when Ryan Lochte is the ringleader yeah, of your exactly. gang. Also. <laughs> well, the other swimmers, I think, were all like 20, 21 years old. Like, they're kids. So he's the veteran leader of yeah. the group. <laughs> yeah. They look up to him. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, the weirdest part was when the original story came out, the IOC firmly denied that this had ever happened, and their sources for denying it were the U.S. Olympic Committee and Ryan Lochte himself. And then later they were like, mm, this did happen, we're investigating it. But f- the original report was like, no, this is all false, says the USOC and Ryan I Lochte. Thought, I thought it was, so the IOC said it was false, right? It said he wasn't robbed. But they credited their report on it being false to Lochte himself. Oh, my God. Yeah. <sighs> and then I think he may have realized, like, oh, how big this story is blowing up. I have to double down. I don't have a choice. It's been a lot of weird stuff. Like, to me, the weirdest and, like, stupidest thing in the Olympics so far was that Daily Beast story where the guy outed, oh, like, yes. a bunch of gay athletes. Yeah. That was horrible. I don't think we've talked about that. And that might have happened after our I last think episode, it did happen after. Obviously. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. But that guy is um, – I don't think he's – I don't know if he's even apologized yet. Or, well, but yeah, he got fired, I think. Did he get fired? I think okay. th- I think I, I think I heard that, that he got fired. But, like, yeah, what a joke that is, hey? Oh, my like, God. Like, what were they thinking? I, like, because that's the thing that I How never... How is it a story, first of all? Because he never named the people, but he gave so he many... He gave hints that you could figure out, like, before... Because they, they went and edited it and, and took a bunch of stuff out. But, but apparently, I didn't see it. Apparently before, you could kind of, like, use logic. And right. Figure out exactly who he was talking about. And a right, couple of exactly. them were from countries where, like, it's not good to be gay. Yeah, exactly. This guy, I'm not going to say who he is... But he plays a sport that rhymes with wield knocky, and his last name <laughs> has Jacob in it. And he's from this country, yeah. and this is his make and build and yeah. the, his hair color yeah. and his mother's maiden name. And like, like yeah. I don't understand what the story was that, like, because, like, we know athletes are super horny at the Olympics. Yeah. But he's like, gay athletes are horny, too? It's like, it's like, yeah, well, some of them are also gay. Yeah, that was the story. <laughs> yeah, the story was just like, here's a bunch of gay athletes. Yeah. Like, that's what, like, the story was like, haha, they're gay. It was. That, yeah. Was, yeah. The, that was really the story. Essentially. Which is insane. And like, we all know that, like, the Olympic Village is like a sex haven, basically. Yeah, I, I yeah, know. It's a fuck fest. Yeah. Yeah. Who said that? That that's... That that's Oh man, someone was saying that like that's how they should pitch the Olympics to kids. Like they shouldn't be like they shouldn't be like, "Oh yeah, like you should compete in this sport cuz you could win a gold medal." They should be like, "You should compete in this sport because when you get to the Olympics, it's a sexy <laughs> shit's going down." I think yeah. that that's tough to like tell you can't tell kids that. Well, I guess not. You'd have to get someone like so like let's say the kids are like 10. You'd have to get like a thirteen-year-old to tell them, you know. Yeah, and you'd have to get like a sixteen-year-old to tell. So it was like legal all the yeah, way down. Yeah. You can't be like thirty and their coach yeah. and be like, "Hey, you're ten years old. You're really good at gymnastics. <laughs> you're gonna get so much pussy at the Olympics." Yeah. You have to get like a kid who's slightly old. There's a there's a there's chain a, of command. Yeah, exactly. So if you're thirty, there's like a three-year age gap. You can skip. Okay, when you're thirty, there's like a twelve-year gap. You can ask the eighteen-year-old. Or, or like yeah. Goes to a 19-year-old. Well, d- depending old. on whatever the age of consent. You, so you can be like, hey, okay, you're, you're 18. You need to tell this 16-year-old to tell this 14-year-old to tell this 12-year-old to tell this 10-year-old right. that when you go through puberty and sex becomes cool and not gross, there's a lot of it at the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't, just, exactly. you can't do it with a 30-year-old. That's yeah, fucked yeah up. exactly. Yes. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, I put a lot of thought into that. Yeah, no, I like <laughs> no, that's, yeah, that's If someone good. wants to make like an infographic out of this, yeah, no, that's that'd smart. be fantastic. That's definitely smart. <laughs> um, and yeah, yeah, it's just there's no story there. But I mean, the Daily Beast has been on a bit of a cold streak lately. Is that is the Daily Beast owned by Newsweek, or do they own news, or they're part of? They're part of like a news magazine, I think. I don't know. They're online. I think it was Newsweek. Anyway, but they followed that up with a story that like accused a bunch of uh, left-wing writers of loving oh, yeah, Trump because they're weird. not completely in bed with Hillary Clinton. Yeah, that was really strange. So they're just on a they're, they're on a roll. Yeah, they're they're tearing it up right now. Well, I think that, and by it, I mean their reputation. <laughs> I just am so str- like all that stuff, like those articles. You're like. That had to pass through like a really solid number of people before it got. Well, to yeah. What print. was the pitch originally? Because yeah. you think the original pitch, they'd be like, "Uh, no." Yeah, like, like oh, no, that's not no. So, you, so you want to out gay athletes, and that's really the whole story. Well, no, and the, you want it to be from countries where they could be. No, killed. the whole story is that there are gay athletes having sex. The outing is just inadvertent. It's a, oh, it's like a I bonus. See. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because maybe that maybe that's how he pitched it. Like, no, either, no, no, yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna expose. I'm not gonna out anyone. Well, obviously, I'm just no gonna one say thought that of that. They want to have sex with other men. Like, no one thought of that. Yeah. Potentially happening. I don't even think the writer himself was gay. He was like, I'm gonna meet up with them for coffee. Well, and well, also, that was the other thing too. He made his own profile. He made his grinder profile, and he's like, Hey, I used my own face, so it's okay. Yeah, because everyone knows who the fuck. I don't can't remember. Well, and also his name. like are really like world class Olympic athletes who can get anyone they want, and they're at the Olympics, so it's all there's a bunch of like Adonises basically. Yeah, they're gonna settle for this like schlubby motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, this reporter. Ooh, guess what? Hey, I'm a reporter. You know, okay, I'm guessing if he met up with anyone, and apparently he did, it would be like the equestrian athletes. Yeah, like the horses. <laughs> the horses yeah. themselves. Yeah, yeah, because they. Well, because we've established the horses do all the work. Yeah. Yeah. There was uh, a great, someone posted, this is, um, we were talking about equestrian last week. This is how equestrian is described on the Olympics website. And it's so funny. Eventing is the most complete combined competition discipline and demands of the competitor and horse considerable experience in all branches of equitation. It covers every aspect of horsemanship. Horsemanship. <laughs> that is not a word. It is now. Horsemanship. Yeah. Is that like horsepower for boats? Yeah. Horsemanship. Yeah, horsemanship. Horsemanship. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a Viking ship, a Norseman ship, but horsemanship. You know what it sounds like? It sounds like if you were doing like cue cards to teach someone English. Like horse, man, <laughs> ship. Mm-hmm. Horsemanship. Yeah. It that's, covers that's every aspect of horsemanship. The harmony between horse and rider that characterizes dressage, the contact with nature, stamina, and extensive experience essential for the cross country, and the precision, agility, and technique involved in jumping. So why isn't dog dancing an Olympic sport? (laughs) I don't know. You guys remember that ki- the King of the Hill episode where Hank does dog dancing with Ladybird? No. Well, it's a yeah, good episode. Yeah, I, I, I do actually. Yeah, but dog dancing is. I'm like that salsa dancing dog. That's a big YouTube. Dog smash. dancing, I think, is arguably tougher because the dog has to go between your legs and like dance around you. Yeah. And you have to like lift it up and stuff. And it and needs to like learn how to step up on its hind legs quite a bit. Yeah. Um, though I've, dressage is kind of similar. Horsemanship is a word, just so you know. Um, it's three words. Natural horsemanship, colloquially known as horse whispering, 
is a collective term for a variety of horse training techniques which have seen rapid growth in popularity since the 1980s. I would have assumed it meant that like the horses are friends with each other and treat each other nicely. <laughs> right. Like gentlemen. Like, yeah, yeah like like gentlemanly. The, the, oh, that's really good horsemanship. <laughs> I'm going to throw down a bit of a nerdy joke here. Horsemanship? Is that uh, a boat with Dothraki warriors in it from Game of Thrones? Because they're... Uh, they ride horses. Oh, okay. And I think them being, they're scared of boats. Yeah. I think it's part of the book. I've cool, watched man. The last two I don't seasons. watch. Someone will that. appreciate that joke. Yeah. And uh, I hope it's the type of person who doesn't listen to the show, <laughs> frankly. Natural horsemanship <laughs> practitioners often describe their principles with evangelical zeal, describing the approach as being a radical departure from traditional techniques, which are often portrayed as being based in the use of unnecessary force. Users and practitioners tend to relate benefits both in relation to the quasi-scientific narrative of the ethology of horse behavior, viewing the horse as other, but also to the idea of an anthropomorphic partnership. So it's not if the horses like refuse to shake hooves at the end of it. Does the horse get a medal? It's bad horsemanship. No, the did, horse doesn't get a medal. Did we or go I don't this think last so. time? I don't think they do. Why doesn't the horse get a medal? Why, don't, they probably get like a wreath or something, like in the Kentucky Derby or yeah, whatever. Yeah, probably. Does, does the horse eat the wreath? Yeah, I, I think assume. so. I think Eventually. Yeah. The term it's horse like whispering dates to 19th century Europe when an Irish horseman, Daniel Horse Whisperer Sullivan, made a name for himself in England by rehabilitating horses that had become vicious and intractable due to abuse or accidental trauma. Some natural horsemanship practitioners do not use the term horse whisperer to describe themselves. Some horse trainers dislike the horse whispering moniker to the extent that they openly ask that the term not be applied to them. It's pretty badass to be the first guy, though, to be like the first. Like, yeah, I'm the horse whisperer. Like that he was born in eight. Sorry, he died in 1810. So like 200 years ago, he was like. Yeah, I'm the I'm, yeah, I'm the fucking horse. Whisperer. Wouldn't they have thought he was like a demon or something back then? The, probably that's. Yeah, maybe. I'm going to look up his, his Wikipedia he, he stake? I don't know. He's an Irish Shit. horse trainer who specialized. Not much is known about him since he was secretive about his actual methods. To people who were able to watch him at work, he appeared to frequently stand so close to the horse that they assumed he was whispering to it. For that reason, he became known as the horse whisperer. That's the only th- Wikipedia entry. It doesn't say how he died. just says died 1810. Well, uh, my girlfriend is a former show jumper. Okay. So she got quite mad when we said the horse does all the work. So she's going to be mad at this. On a recent episode. So I'm sure she'll yeah. be thrilled with this discussion. Well, also. I mean, she, you know, I mean, she can grow up. Because she I said mean, that, she uh, like, riding a horse, like, utilizes basically every muscle in your body to, like, control it. Well, I think it, it, how, it utilizes all the muscles in the horse's body, too. <laughs> well, it's only, she, she said, it's only doing anything because the rider is, like, telling it to do that. Do you think? That you're, Seems a little presumptuous. Do you think as a man, it would really <laughs> strengthen your taint muscle? <laughs> that that muscle is also involved? Well, I, I, don't, like, I don't think it would strengthen it. I think it would give you like a big callus, callus in your taint. Like a yeah. Callus, a taint callus? <laughs> yeah, like you know when you're – like people who knit or sew a lot. Right, yeah. They can put the needle – it's like whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The knitting yeah. callus. Yeah. I'm assuming it would be the same thing with a the taint. taint callus? Just have a maybe big like, hard shell. <laughs> Did Carrie ever hook up with a fellow horseman? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe ask her about the taint. Callus. Probably won't you bring all, that up. But she just might listen to this. Episode. Carrie, li- if you're listening, please send in. You don't have to tell Justin about it, but please let me know if there was ever a rider that you encountered that had a taint callus. But my the re- taint whisper response to that. But would a girl then get you know? 
my, Justin really likes what this is. My response <laughs> to that argument from her, disregarding <laughs> anything that you just said. You don't have a response would, to the taint, Callus? Uh, was that like, you know, that's what people say about NASCAR also. Like, oh, it's so strenuous. Yeah. And like, you really need to be like mentally and physically on well, top we, of your game because it like puts a beating on you. Yeah, the yeah. horses aren't going at fucking 300 miles yeah, an hour. Yeah, see, I totally agree with that because I drove a NASCAR just for 10 laps of a short track yeah. and it is intense as hell. But like, you know, we don't have NASCAR in the Olympics, do maybe, we? Maybe we no. should. Should yeah, we? Yeah, I mean, maybe. Maybe it's time. <laughs> Add car and motorsports. Horses are living cars, basically. Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. think about it. Yeah. Yeah, no, they are, but... I, yeah, no, I, I don't know, like, but it definitely is hard. An Olympic sport too. I definitely know people too that have said like I could be a NASCAR driver tomorrow, and no, you, you could no, no, you could no, definitely not. But I mean, at the same, it's very hard. At the same token, like you couldn't be an Olympic level show jumper tomorrow either. Yeah, I could. I'd just be really bad at it. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, because like I don't think you could get the horse to jump over the thing. Yeah, just get off and it, watch yeah. It so do that's Carrie's argument: is that it, okay? So take a horse that has done this. It's like a horse that's in the Olympics right yeah, now, like and put Stefan or like I to take the gold medal jockey off of yeah, it and, and put, put us Stephen on, on it. it. You don't think that the horse would know to jump over the thing? I think there's like so horses are stupid. Is that what Carrie's saying? No, that's I, really I, wow. Way to go, Carrie. I think there's like guided instructions and knowing like when to pull up and timing and different things. I'll no, just like put like that. A fucking headphones. You know when you go to a museum and they have like the pre-recorded tour. I'll just do one of those for, for the horse. Be like, it'll be like, jump here. Like, I think instead of... <laughs> that's a good idea. Yeah. But instead of, like, jumping well, be, over... It won't be saying it. It'll be whispering. Horse headphones? Instead yeah. of jumping horse over phones. the bar, like, it, it wouldn't get, like, the instruction to pull up and go. So instead of, like, running right into it also, it would probably just, like, come to a sudden stop right next to it, and you would fly off. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, I think it. I would, would win a gold medal. I could win an Olympic gold medal in horse jumping right now. I think it would still. I just jump. don't want to. I, I don't think feel like it. I we talked. Yeah, I don't want to be in Rio where people get robbed. We talked about, of course, how far Stefan could be thrown if he was the yeah. ball in shot put. True. I feel like the horse could throw him even further. Oh yeah. Oh no yeah. Question. For sure. For yeah. sure. Like the but horse are, would win the gold but medal these are in gold Stefan metal, shot put. These are gold medal horses we're talking about. But again, I think if the horse threw me, like most of that would be me doing getting the throw. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like that's all me. I have to like tell the horse to throw me. I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. You think the horse just does nothing unless you are horses are the stupidest animal alive. <laughs> well, I don't think that's probably true. Okay, name an animal dumber than a horse. Probably a dog. A hippo. Like I <laughs> love dogs, but they're pretty. Do you riding. see? Uh, do you see people riding hippos? No. Yeah. Because they're dumb. smarter than. Uh, because they're vicious, also. Horses yeah. are vicious too. Yeah. Well, not. Said really. it would throw me over a thing on purpose. Well, yeah. <laughs> not well. Well, in response. In to, response to what? Not jumping to, over a pole. To not being told when to jump. Yeah. I think. So the horse can't figure out to jump over a pole. <laughs> this is we're not my sport. Smart. The hippo would just run through it. I'm trying to pass along some secondhand no- knowledge here because and I it's got not going very well. For no, you. it's not. I know well, less than I do before we start talking. You know about what? This. Let's get Carrie on the show. Uh, well, <laughs> let's get her at any time. Doesn't have to be this show, but let's get her on the show. And I would love to hear to defend horse jumping. Yeah, yes, I would love and to I'm hear gonna do some research on it over the, over the next week. I would love to hear about taint I'm, palaces. I'm not gonna do research on it. Yeah, 
at all. I mean, I'll do research on the taint callus thing. Yeah. And dressage. You is, would have to get a taint callus. I would assume. It's completely different. Yeah, dressage is see that's, that's what I dancing, really feel right? like yeah. any, anyone could do that. That's like what like making the horse like you know at the end of Django Unchained when he like makes his horse moonwalk and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of like it's dressage, like that, but, basically. But a sport. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. Well, it's like a gold, gymnastics, a gold medal sport, except like you know. Instead of like a floor routine, it's like the horse is doing. Yeah, the floor I mean, routine. I was joking about horse jumping. Obviously, is like way more of a sport, and I can see that. I was joking before. There's a lot involved <laughs> with that. But if, why is horse dancing a sport? <laughs> well, I know it's it's like kind of still like showing a level of control over. You know, we should watch it. It's, uh, I, I don't even know if I've ever seen. Yeah, it. but but have you guys who, seen it? Who cares? <laughs> yeah, it's I not know. a sport. I, I know, know I'm beating a dead uh, whatever here, okay. but <laughs> this is called this is called hip hop dressage. That might be the title of this episode. You guys want to, beating a dead whatever? Yeah. Okay, can you guys all see this? This oh, here we go. This is Andreas Helgstrand. No, I no. All I really know about dressage is that like Mitt Romney's wife was super into it, so it's like that. Oh my level god, he does actually have the horse. Like it, the horse is actually shit. dancing, but it's not a. It's, it's just trotting in rhythm. Though. No, it's just so inbred royal family members from Europe can go to the Olympics and, and say they want a medal in something. Yeah, they get to be part of the fuck party. Yeah. And so do the horses. Probably. This is so weird. What the hell? Okay, we could def like the horse obviously has planned for this. Like the guy on the back is not doing anything. That horse has rhythm though. Stefan and I could easily do this. Oh, he's twirling his tail though. That's pretty good. That is pretty badass. <laughs> mm, I would argue <laughs> I would argue that it does get better than that. Wow, the guy is pumped. People are really into that. It has twenty. It has four point seven million views, and that's like as good as it gets for dressage. I guess there's twenty three thousand people that like this. Let's take a look at the comments here. There's forty three hundred. Uh, oh, geez. Okay, first person. Proud to come from the same country as this beautiful couple. I guess they refer to the, the horse rider, is part horse of and the riders a couple. couple. Uh oh, man. This is the Beyonce of horses. Got the rhythm and the legs and the good hair. Terrible. I've always loved this test, but it's hilarious seeing all the negative comments about the rider, bit, movement, etc. Clearly, you do not, did not know the horse nor rider, therefore have no proper knowledge to critique them. That's Red Reeds. I oh, was, this I is was great. I her on yesterday. Suzanne Ramharder. She looks like a 70-year-old woman in her profile picture. <laughs> Hate the music, but love the horse. <laughs> Sean WJF. Horses are stupid, LOL. Is that the equivalent of uh, don't hate the player, hate the game? Yeah, don't I hate the music. So. Or don't hate the horse, hate the music. Yes. Um, but Carrie and I were out for dinner this last so night, and funny. I was grilling her on how... Where'd like you guys go for accepting dinner? all of these things, just have her phone on still. Oh, okay. Uh, can I can I just quickly say that you sh it shouldn't be an Olympic sport if it sounds like something you can put on a salad, dressage. Yeah, that sounds like you know salad dressage. <laughs> this is a great comment from Beer Wolf. <laughs> okay, I love this guy already. Yeah, horses aren't supposed to go sideways. They're not crabs. 
He's that's he raises whole, a good point. That's true. Whole, Show that true. To, to Carrie. Well, that's, that's that proves her point because they are making it do something that it should not naturally do. Well, because how do you know these horses aren't selectively bred to do this? And degree of control okay, well, over what the horse is doing. Like people who but, seem but to. But then, even accepting all of this as true, how is it a sport still? And her response to that was, "How is golf a sport?" And I said, "Well, there's like a, there's like a counting score that's a part of it. Numbers are intrinsically a part of the game. It's like scored by the game itself." In dressage or horse it's jumping, judged, I guess, right? Are you? Yeah. Is it arbitrary judging? Well, horse jumping, I can understand because if from, they knock the pole off, you take away a certain amount of points. Yeah. They, there's timing, I think, too, right? From human yeah. judgment, though, ultimately the is dressage, what's though, scoring these things. Dressage like, is a bit, yeah. Th- it's like a talent show. Yeah, there right? are definitely it's not a sport. there are definitely people on that YouTube comment section that re- like that were really into that performance. <laughs> like they were real. They're like yeah, this they voluntarily is the looked thing it I've up. Ever and like I was expecting a lot because I mentioned the moonwalking horse from Django Unchained. Right. That was not even close to that. No, but that was the horse like stepping that was backwards a and forwards. Trot. And- with like some tail shaking in there, and I yeah. feel as though the tail shaking may have just been incidental. <laughs> and it also should have been like to shake your tail feather by Nelly. It was also a full twirl though, and the tail shaking was also in rhythm. So I don't know. That it, horse had soul. Horses don't have souls. <laughs> what are you talking about? Do any animals have souls? Dogs do. You think so? Yeah, all yeah. dogs go to heaven. If a dog does, then a horse would, in no. my opinion. <laughs> no way. Yeah, I think horses are better animals than dogs. Okay, now you're just doing this to annoy me now. Well, no. I think you found the thing that annoys me the most. This is it? No, I'm, I'm kidding. I don't <laughs> really care either way. <laughs> well, your parents are coming to my show tomorrow night, so maybe I'll pull them aside and ask them what we can do to get you stirred up here. I'm sure they'll tell you something. Yeah. They'll, they'll sure, figure something I'm out. I'm sure they will, too. <laughs> I'm excited. But I, do, but I think that's almost... It's almost you can't even argue that horses are better than dogs. Like it's almost so obvious. The dogs are better? No, that horses are better. Horses are way better. Horses, they can do way more. Horses do work. Yeah. So the, do dogs. I guess no, dogs have do. jobs, yes. Let's oh, see a bomb sniffing horse. Therapy animals. You could probably train a horse to sniff a bomb. There was an entire T V show based around the concept that dogs have jobs. Yeah. It was called Dogs with Jobs. <laughs> Was there actually a show? Yeah, it was yeah. on Discovery Channel, I think. Oh, really? I wonder if there's an IMDb page for the, that. The uh, trailer for it is hilarious. Because Dogs it's just, with jobs? Uh, let's see. Yeah. See, I, I don't know. I, the listeners it, can weigh in, but I think it's very obvious that horses are a better animal. I used to play on, uh, if not TLC, then certainly the Knowledge Network. Okay. Because like when I was unemployed, it was Dogs like, with jobs, watch, it's still on. I'll watch some TV and try to better myself. It's been airing since Learn 2000. Learn something on the Knowledge Network. I want to see what what all these jobs are. Oh, it doesn't give them to me in an easy list here. Dogs with jobs, 2000, and it's still airing. So it's been going for 16 years now. Yeah. Well, but, but, only, but there's only 61 episodes. Oh, no. There's, there's only two posts on the message board. Just some asking what channel and time is this show on and any new episodes. They sporadically made episodes from the years 2000 to 2002, then an episode in 2009. What gives? Well, so I think that's maybe all. a new dog job was invented. Okay, le- I want to see if I can find a list of the jobs. Maybe I can find an episode that these are the jobs they have. But see, like, horses with jobs. 
I mean, that would be... You don't even need to make a TV yeah, show out of that just, because yeah. there's nothing novel about it. We're all aware that horses do jobs. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Dogs are better than horses. Come on, Okay. <laughs> the family-friendly series has featured service dogs, search and rescue dogs, police dogs, herding dogs, and others. Segments show footage of dogs on the job and also include stories of their rescue training and relationships with their owners and handlers. It has a cult following and achieves strong international sales and was featured on a segment of the Oprah Winfrey show in 2000. Oh, here we go. Episodes. Okay. Service dog for an autistic seven-year-old boy. Police dog. Uh, service assistance dog. Wow, they got to the third episode and already repeated one of the jobs. Thanks for coming <laughs> out. Okay, well, how many jobs do horses have? Running really fast so people can make money off of them. Yeah. Dancing at the Olympics. That's yeah. not even a job. That's by two. The way. That's two jobs. Okay. So where it's already tied with dogs. What are they? Plowing fields. Yep. Plowing yeah, fields. Do they still Carri- do that? Yeah. Carrying. Well, probably not. Carrying police ca- officers. Yeah. Carriages. Like if you think of like Victorian era, all the jobs horses did. Yeah. Well, it was like six hundred years ago. They still pull 200 carriages. Two hundred years ago, they still pull carriages. Pull rickshaws. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a joke. Transport. Is a joke. You're like, oh, this, is, this is look. This is a novelty. There's a horse pulling a carriage in a city. Yeah, it's not a joke. It's like a nice romantic. No, but it's thing a novelty. Ask Irene if she would like to go for a carriage ride. She'd probably like it a lot. I'm sure she would. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's not a joke. Yeah, no, but it's like a novelty. You know what I mean? Like if you go to an airport and you see a dog that's like sniffing luggage, you're like, oh, that's pretty badass. It's a normal thing. Too. Yeah. If you see a, a horse-drawn carriage, you're like, oh, that's interesting because it's not something I expect to see nowadays. Where there's cars. <laughs> this is true. But if I went to the airport and I saw... Oh, oh, we're being joined on the line oh, right shit. now. Perfect timing. By horse defender herself. My girlfriend, Carrie Campbell. It sure seemed like she could tell we were talking about horses and then called. Hi, Carrie. Hey. How are you? I'm good. I'm sorry that I missed you guys. All hell broke loose. That's okay. We're still doing the show, and coincidentally enough, we were still talking about horses. That was, this is perfect timing, Oh, actually. you boys need to get some some education on horse sports. Yeah. Okay. First of all, settle an argument. What is a better animal, a horse or a dog? A horse. Oh, Thank you. Come Obviously. On. How does that settle the argument? That totally. She's the horse expert. She just said horse. <laughs> yeah. That's all she said. Horses are way better than dogs. Stefan, can you ride a dog? I probably go, could, actually. Stefan probably. <laughs> yeah, yes. that's a bad question. A Burmese mountain <laughs> dog, yeah, Stefan could yeah. easily ride. A Burmese ride. mountain dog would have no problem hauling Stefan around on its back. But, um, you know, we were just talking about how horses do jobs and whatnot. But uh, yeah. you were quite upset, Carrie, that we said that uh, that the horse does all the work. And I was trying to present your argument on your behalf as to why that is false. Uh, but mm-hmm. as a former show jumper yourself, could you please uh, tell us a little bit about your sport and why it is a sport? Okay. Well, first I need to clarify that there are different kinds of like equestrian and horseback riding and stuff like that. Dressage is obviously a sport in the Olympics. I was never involved in dressage. I know what it's about. So can we, we can However, shit talk dressage then. Right? Well, because we were talking about like dressage like – once the horse, so okay, so we would we all agree that it would take an experienced trainer to train the horse to do the dance, but then once yeah. the horse knows the dance, could not Stefan or myself just get on the horse and it could just do the dance? No. Okay, but why? So if why you, not? If you okay, so 
when I used to horseback ride, I would take my horse into like an outdoor arena or a field. And if I wasn't giving him commands, he would just stand there and, you know, like poop or try to bite horses next to him or swish his tail around. So he had bad horsemanship is what you're saying. No, I'm saying that horses, like every animal, don't do anything unless you tell them to or offer them an incentive. And the purpose of the rider is, like, when you're preparing for your event or your ride or whatever, you tack your horse up, you put on the bridle, you put on the saddle, and those pieces of equipment are not to keep the rider on the horse, they're for the rider to control the horse. I see. So, yeah, parts of your body control the horse so your arms they control the speed of the horse by pulling on the horse's mouth so that will tell them to slow down how do you tell it to speed up your feet are the gas pedals so you use your thigh muscles to grip the saddle and hold yourself onto the horse and then your calves and your heels your right leg will get the horse to trot your left leg will get the horse to gallop and then you use your hands to control the speed of the horse. Okay, so what And if, also if okay, you're continue. on a runaway horse and that horse doesn't stop running, you got to use your core muscles and your back to pull like hell on that bridle to get that to stop. And yes, I have had that experience before. So. Okay, now so okay, so say the horse was trained, we're still talking dressage. Say the horse was yeah. trained to automatically start its dance routine when it was given a certain treat. Then could Stefan or I get on the back of the horse and then you could give them the treat and then they'd be like, okay, I got to start now. No. Oh. And here's why. Because horses are lazy. Okay. They will not do anything unless you like, I mean, if you, let's say you're in an arena and you're just sitting on a horse and somebody came up and like had a bucket of oats, that horse would follow you around. Like if you were walking on the ground with a bucket of oats, that horse would follow you, but he's not going to do anything unless you tell him to. Okay. Now, for a man riding a horse, how how much of the control is done with the taint region of his body? Sorry, I can I can't hear you, John. Oh, that's okay. okay he, so we, he uh, earlier before you called in, we were talking about how uh, like your butt would probably take a beating riding on a horse. No, your taint. And the they area specifically wanted to know between your balls and asshole. If, if your taint would be strengthened from horseback riding. <laughs> well, no, callus. No. In fact, if you are not sitting properly on the saddle, your cash and prizes are going to get hurt. <laughs> cash and prizes. Okay, so but would you develop a callus, though? On the taint. <laughs> Well, I am not a man. No. I do not have cash and prizes. <laughs> That's so I true. Don't, I don't know, but um Can you ask specific... can you like text someone right now? Yeah, did do you ever did you ever have an experience where you may have been privy to that information of a man having a callous taint? No, okay. I have never dated a male horseman. That's probably a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cuz they all have callous um, taints. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can I can tell like a naughty girl story if Justin promises to edit it out of the show. No, I'll leave it in, but you should tell it anyways. <laughs> I should. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, there's a certain like rhythm that you know you follow in the saddle when a horse is galloping, and I used to actually um, ride with a girl that had her clit pierced, 
And when she would sit in the saddle and just like lean back and into a gallop, she would actually have an orgasm. (laughs) Okay. Horses are better than dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) uh, 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 The the most surprising. So was this, she did. No, we got, we can't move on from that. Justin. Um, (laughs) Did, uh, okay. Did she do this on purpose? Like she was like, yeah, I'm going to use my horse to masturbate. No, it was, well, I mean, this was so many years ago, you guys, but she basically, like, as soon as she started horseback riding and, like, kind of felt the motion, she was like, ooh, I can make this a more enjoyable experience. And so she went ahead and did that. Yeah, so she used the horse to masturbate, which is, that's kind of, that's almost bestiality, really, when you think about it at the end I mean, of the no. day. It's giving a horse just another job, basically. Yeah, I guess that's true, an orgasm giver. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's, no, it's, it's not more bestiality. The saddle it's like the if horse. the horse was like a Sibian machine, right? Yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah. Like Carrie just said, more the saddle than the horse. Mm. But to move on from this topic. And does get the saddle, know, does this the saddle like vibrate, though? No. Oh. It just moves with the rhythm of the horse. Right. And I don't think there's any such thing as a vibrating saddle. Okay. So this that this girl with the this girl with the piercing, did she just make the horse go like up and down really, really fast all the time? Or was it just like a natural <laughs> no. no. Okay. So No, because there's your like your body depending on what's like there's a, a walk, there's a trot, there's a canter, there's a gallop. So depending on what speed the horse is going, oh, it's like a you your body moves a certain way. So okay. So just getting back to the taint callus. Um, can <laughs> yes. you find that out? Can you talk to a horseman friend of yours and just see like if they feel like they have stronger or more or hardened taints? I can. Thank I'll you. see what I can do yeah, for you. Yeah, that'd be great John. if you can get back to us. That'd be really appreciative because we did spend <laughs> a good like 7 minutes talking about it. You know, a good person to ask actually would be a cowboy because I western saddles true. have the horns on them. Right. And you know if a cowboy is getting bucked forward on their horse and their junk goes slamming into the horn on the saddle. Like they probably have harder taints than show jumpers do. Fair point. If that helps. No, that does. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, we should definitely confirm that though. (laughs) I was really curious about something that you mentioned earlier, which you said that you use your legs as like the gas pedals of a car basically to control the horse at different speeds. But you also said that depending on whether you pressure the horse using your left leg or your right leg, it will know that that's a different speed. How does it know that? So it's part of training. So when a horse is young, once they get to appropriate age that they're old enough that you can actually ride them, you just, you train the horse what the speeds are. So some people use like spurs on, um, on their boots. I never used them. I thought they were cruel, but there's like whips and, you know, just to like get the horses into a faster rhythm and then you just train them and refine them and they eventually learn what the different commands yeah, are. Just, and there's, that's there's exactly whips, what piercings, like what <laughs> is going on here? Well, shit's getting real stuff and that's what's going on. It's getting... It's a naughty sport, horseback riding, I guess. Um, Not that I would know anything about that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But we've talked mostly about dressage to this point. Your true expertise is show jumping, which is also an Olympic sport. Yes. Why does it belong in the Olympics? Why is the horse not doing the work? Well, the horse is 
carrying the rider. So the what makes a sport a sport is the relationship between the horse and rider. So if you can get horses that like every horse, like dogs or other animals have different personalities. Some of them are true competitors. Some of them are lazy. Some of them are just absurd and difficult to ride. Some of them lie about police incidents. Um, the, it's the true skill of the rider to bring out the best in a horse and get them to work hard. And in order to do that, you need to have a strong body. You need to have a strong core. You need to be physically fit. And that's why it's a true sport. It's physical endurance for the rider. It's physical endurance for the horse. And even though you're not like running around chasing a ball on a soccer field or playing basketball or whatever, it's still an exercise and a full exercise for your body. It's actually one of the most difficult, like, physical tests that you can put your body through, in my opinion. And the only reason I say this is because I retired from horse jumping. Three years later, I tried to get back into it, and the next day, I couldn't walk. Nice. And you suffered many concussions over the course of your horseback riding career also, right? Three concussions. it It is dangerous. Yeah, it is, because horses are animals. They're unpredictable. And, you know, I rode a horse that I didn't get along with. I went over a jump, and my foot went back and kicked him in flank. And he bucked me off. I went headfirst into a concrete wall. Wow. And I was concussed. (laughs) Uh, I didn't buy that horse, obviously. Um, But the horse I ended up eventually buying, he uh, pinned me in a stall, and I fell down. The horse fell on top of me, cracked three of my ribs, and also got a concussion from that it's yeah i mean it's dangerous but did horses ri- are scared of everything so did riding a horse you didn't get along with prepare you for your relationship with justin <laughs> well <laughs> interesting <laughs> question john <laughs> um, given that i don't oh wow no i don't think i'm going to say that that was really bad <laughs> Now I really want to know what it was. I'm going to say no and avoid this question. <laughs> Justin is not a horse. <laughs> well, can we go back to the the, the 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 girl with the piercing just for a second? I'm yeah. Tr- I'm trying to figure out, like, I've been thinking this whole, I've been silent for a while because I've been thinking of what is the male equivalent of of a girl getting off on, like, a horse ride. And the closest thing I can come up with is a guy jacking off while using a rowing machine. Uh, is there is there a closer equivalent to, to... Um, well, given that I don't personally have a penis, I don't really know how to answer that, Stefan. Well, I know, but you attempted to answer the taint question. Say again? You, you attempted to answer the taint question. Just going off a of general knowledge of biology. Yeah, like, what would your... What's, for, so, yeah, like, for me, that's that's the equivalent of, of uh, getting off um... on a horse. Jacking off on a rowing machine? But that's not an animal. No, I'm just saying the closest thing I've done to it. Oh, I see. <laughs> oh, well, in that case. Because I was thinking well, animal-wise, like, how you, like what animal would just like get you off by riding it? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's very difficult. You know what? Few. This interview, I was promised to just come on and defend my sport. I, uh, you have been. You got me to like horses more than dogs. <laughs> um, but can you confirm that, like... The horse will not jump over the poles on its own. No. it Like, 
when you start to train a horse, like before you actually bring a horse into competitive show jumping into that world, you need to first determine whether or not they actually can jump. And how that's done is the horse will jump without a rider, but they're brought into an arena where the jumps are fenced off and there's somebody in there with a lunge rope, which is essentially like um, it's connected to the horse's halter And then somebody else is standing with a long whip, which is basically kind of encouraging the horse to go through these fences. And it gives the trainer an idea of how that horse can actually jump. But once you go in to like a competitive riding arena like the Olympics or Spruce Meadows or Aachen, Germany, once you get into those Grand Prix, a horse, when it comes into the arena, will kind of get excited. You can see them kind of dancing a little bit because they know that they're about to do a course. But I mean, you can see refusals in horseback riding where a horse will come up to a a fence and just be like, nope, not doing this. And they'll turn at like a 90 degree angle and the, and the the rider will go flying. This is what I said would happen to Stefan. Yeah. If he were to try to, to just do it. So the horse is not, maybe maybe if I was like masturbating on the horse, (laughs) they're not, they're not robots. Like if you, it's not just looking at the fence and thinking, yeah, I can do this. I know how to do this. And it does it on its own. Yeah, it's part of, part of it is confidence in the rider, too. Like, I mean, there's been a lot of times where I've been coming up to a fence with my old horse. His name was Warlock, where I wasn't sure that we could make this or I wasn't in the right headspace. And he would just dodge the fence and I'd, you know, fall off of him and land on the fence. Because he could tell that you didn't feel like it could happen either. Yeah, and like, and it's confidence in, like, what you're doing and you know, bringing that confidence to the horse, you have to be able to have that partnership and that trust and like the best horse and rider combinations that Canada has ever seen, like Eric Lamaze, Ian Miller, they're like royalty in the horse, the horse world. And that's what they have. They have a combination of confidence in the horse and the rider where they just will go out and take a field and they just do it. That's and true. It's amazing. I, I do remember watching Ian and Big Ben and thinking to myself, wow, what a combo. Yeah, and Eric Lamaze and Hickstead, um, they are my favorite sports story and they had a very similar um, relationship that Ian Miller and Big Ben did, for sure. Like, I was just bragging that I knew the name of Ian Miller's horse. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm proud of you, John. Thank Good you. work. Thank you. I'm, trying to, I'm doing my best out here. And Eric Lamaze is basically like what is to you what like daniel bryan is to me like yeah will cry if you talk about him for too long oh yeah i mean i i blubber like a nine-year-old girl well you know what happens if you're crying about eric lamaze just take a deep breath (laughs) oh thanks john boom that's what we're talking about out here (laughs) oh that was good (laughs) thank you that was good uh, any other horse-related questions from my girlfriend? Uh, there are a lot, but uh, we, we should probably... Uh, what wrap. is the uh, horse-riding equivalent of jacking off on a rolling machine? <laughs> I don't even know how to answer that. You probably... Just don't bother. You've been a great guest. Thank you for coming. <laughs> John, I have a question for you. Sure, yeah. Ooh, turning the table. Is yeah. this everything you wanted it to be since I am your dream guest? That's Yes, it is. It was so nice to have you on the show. I mean, we didn't talk as much about yours and Justin's relationship as I would have hoped, uh, <laughs> given that's really the only reason you why. You got the one question in. Yeah, I got the one question, which was nice. And, and, uh, and yeah, I think uh, we'll have you back on. I mean, it's a miracle. You guys have made it to episode 56. Did we even say it was 56 on the top uh, of the show? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think I did. Yeah, okay. 
so well, yeah. actually, John, now that I think about it, I have an answer to your question of whether horseback riding has prepared me for my relationship with Justin. Yes. Okay, perfect. When I was in high school, I was excused from a class so that I could go and compete in Edmonton. Okay. And when I was standing there giving the permission letters, a couple of my friends at the time, they walked up to my teacher and they're like, oh, oh special horse girl gets to go for the weekend. And my teacher looked at them and was like, if she can handle a 2000 pound horse, she can handle you. <laughs> so I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. There's so that uh, I have so many responses to that, but out of respect to you and Justin, I'll leave it right there. That well, very uh, good. Before I let you go, Carrie, <laughs> Uh, we've talked quite a bit on this program <laughs> in the past about uh, uh, public proposals and how uh, oh, women sure. women just love the uh, the spotlight of, Are of, you about to of having to... proposals uh, in public places. And I know you're, not, you're not a guest in person. You're, you're on the phone right now. But in the spirit of those previous conversations on this program, uh, Carrie Campbell, would you do me the great honor of... Getting off my show and going back to work, please. <laughs> I knew there was no way you were proposing there. I thought there might I be. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Breakup Breakdown, episode 56. It finally happened. <laughs> right. Thank you, Carrie. I'll All right. Um, I'll see you later, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Oh, man. Oh, that was everything I hoped it would be. Yeah? Yeah, One of the great guests in the history of this show. (laughs) That was fantastic. Oh, my God. man, that was great. Uh, What else do we have to do? Should we mailbag it? No, we could talk about the clip of the week, I think. Oh, yeah. The clip of the week, then mailbag. Yeah, 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 clip of the uh, week can just kind of stand on its own, to be honest. uh, Carrie is a big fan of Disney, in addition to horses. True. And one of her favorite films, of course. It's a is uh, The Little Mermaid. Beautiful. And uh, we had a mermaid-related <laughs> thing go down in the world of sports this week. Hard Knocks has been airing on HBO. Uh, and this season, they're taking a look at uh, the St. Louis Rams. The Los have relocated Angeles to Rams. L.A. Yes. They're now the L.A. Rams. So it's an interesting time uh, for that team to have a media spotlight on it as they gear up for their inaugural season in L.A. Uh, and Will Hayes has become something of a star of this program uh, for the clip you're about to hear right now. Will Hayes absolutely believes and is totally convinced that there are mermaids and they do exist, okay? As a matter of fact, I remember him getting real excited about the potential for moving out here uh, because he knew that he would be closer to mermaids here on the West Coast. But it's a mermaid, though. It could be. We find different species in the water every single day. I haven't had the luxury of overhearing his discussions regarding the dinosaurs. Nah, because that ain't real. Dinosaurs never really existed. No, they never existed, Because that's not true. I don't believe in. I don't believe in dinosaurs. I just can't fathom a T-Rex walking around here. You know, something that man ain't never seen. No, but dinosaurs never walked this earth. All this fairy tale stuff, you know, something that I'm not going to teach my kids about. That's it, man. <laughs> my favorite part of that, and a friend of the show, Jesse Ferrar, pointed it out to me when I showed him the video, is that he doesn't say, I can't fathom that. He says, I can't phantom that. <laughs> you can go back and play it again, just to confirm. But he says, I can't phantom that. <laughs> <laughs>
Nice. Uh, but yeah, all in on mermaids, not quite convinced of dinosaurs. And his mermaid argument, like, I, there's something to there's that. There's some a logic bit. there. Yeah. We discover new species in the water every day. There are crazy fish that we've never seen before that turn up uh, from time to time. Yeah. So yeah. it's entirely possible. Uh, that that, <laughs> that mermaids half, half man, half fish <laughs> one day appear. Probably Why not? not. But, uh, I mean, there was that fish that had, like, a man's face. It was a big blob fish with a really weird-looking right. person face. But that's still pretty far away from mermaids. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. That's, like, uh, the kind of fish that you'd see in, like, that old Dreamcast game, Sea Man. Right. Yeah. So you go. You have, ta- have you we talked about Sea Man? You reference Dreamcast a lot. I had a Dreamcast. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, yeah of course. Jet Grind Radio was great. All right, Jet Martin, Grind Radio. All right Martin Luther King was class. <laughs> Come on, man. It's offensive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Thank you. Uh, yeah, the Dreamcast was most notable for dropping on a date that was all the same number. Nine nine ninety nine. Right. Uh, and of course, having Crazy Taxi as a game. That oh you yeah, play that's on right. Your home console. Though Great I believe game. they did eventually put Crazy Taxi out on like PS2 and stuff also. Yeah. And Simpsons. There was like the Simpsons version of Crazy Taxi. That was, uh, that was just game. a rip off. Yeah. No, but yeah, that was yeah, yeah, better. Yeah, but it was good. Better than the original. Yeah, because you were the Simpsons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What was yeah. it called again? Road Rage? No. Well, uh, Simpsons Road Rage. Was that the, was. was that the Crazy the Taxi one, or was that just the racing one? I don't know. We've talked about it on the show before, I feel like. Because Dreamcast does. No, this was, the, this was like the cab drive. Yeah, it's similar to the game Crazy Taxi. Okay. Skies so of Arcadia. These similarities led to Sega suing Radical Entertainment and Electronic Arts for patent infringement. Which makes sense because it was exactly the same as yeah. Crazy Taxi. Skies of Arcadia was probably the best Dreamcast game, if I'm being honest. I don't know. It was I, like I never really Man, played fuck you. It was I'm so tired of you talking about Skies of Arcadia <laughs> on the show. It was yeah, like an God. RPG where you were like a sky pirate. Oh, it was fucking in Arcadia. Awesome. Yeah, that was right, the name cool, of man. the mystical land. It was cool. great. All right. How do they think of that name? They were at an arcade, <laughs> and they were like, "Oh fuck." Well, we're in the skies, but where? Um, yeah. So, I, w- do we want to move on from that? Will <laughs> Yeah, it's perfect. Let's get into the mailbag. It's ladder time. It's ladder time. Ladder time. What am I reading? You've got mail. What am I reading? Next question. Stefan, anything good in the Twitter mailbag this week? Before we get to that, I have a question for you, Justin. Are you now at all concerned about the fact that you've just accelerated your engagement timeline significantly? Uh... I don't feel like I did. Oh, you definitely did. I'm sorry if you didn't realize that that's what happened right there. But <laughs> really, you can't plant a seed like that and then because she there was definitely you didn't plant a seed. You fucking dug a hole and <laughs> threw a flower bulb into it. Yeah, like yeah. a baseball. Yeah, you, cause dirt there went was, everywhere. There was a part where she thought you were actually going to propose to her over FaceTime on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> God, that would have been amazing. So you're... Uh, what would have been better, if she had said yes or if she had said no? Like, sh- for the show, I not for your psyche. Probably, like, no. Realistically, for the, for the show. show. But yeah. I think she was ready to say yes, and that's the problem. She was ready to say yes, so now 
I, we didn't get to see her though. No. So like we just heard her because we're on the other side of the table. Yeah. What was what was what did she look like? When uh, we she looked she looked a little flustered. Mm-hmm. Okay. She, in a good way. Like she was smiling mm-hmm. though, but it was very flustered, like uh, riding a horse <laughs> in a certain way, kind of thing. Or yeah, like that. <laughs> so <laughs> I would say I'd go that far. I would say you're in trouble now, buddy. You got six months max. Well, we are moving in together pretty soon. Yeah. Oh, you are. Yeah. There you go. In the, in the next few months. In so. my hood, or uh, I'm not sure. It then looks you're, like we're you're looking stay around in the Valley. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, for the time being. Okay. Well, then maybe she is going to break up with me. <laughs> <laughs> my apologies. We have some good questions, though. Okay, that's good. Uh, this is an Olympic-related one, sort of, and it's actually related to my favorite Olympic sport to watch, which is also never on TV. So it sucks. Handball? Yes. Uh, this is from uh, Sexual Jumanji, very funny guy, and he asks, I'll go outside the box and ask, what exactly handball goalies think they're going to accomplish before each game? And I don't want you guys to answer that because <laughs> I, I guess he has a bunch of like pro handball players following him on Twitter. Okay. Uh, How many followers does he have? Uh, like 8,000. Oh, okay. But like they don't follow me, so they would have had to have followed me to see the questions. I'm assuming right. they just search handball all day. That's also possible. Anyway, regardless, a bunch of like Olympic handball players and coaches got into it. So Scott Harrington, who's a professional handball coach, and he's verified on Twitter, quotes the tweet and tags two other players. Uh, Matthias Anderson, who's an Olympic silver medalist in handball, and also verified. And uh, I don't know if he was a – oh, no, he is a goalie. And Bobby White, uh, who's the goalie for Great Britain's handball team. Okay. Uh, and he says, thoughts, lads, in, in regards to that question. Matthias Anderson says, uh, so in, in response to the question, what exactly handball goalies think they're going to accomplish for each game? Uh, Matthias Anderson, in a very Swedish way, I have to say, says, getting hit as much as possible and feel a lot of nice pain. Crying emoji, crying emoji. And that sort of reminds me of like an Eddie Lack style tweet. That's you know, the laughter emoji. That's not the yeah crying. the crying laughter right. emoji. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. I mean. Yeah. Um, you know how like Swedish athletes kind of all tweet the same way. Right. Yeah. Eddie. Yeah. Like Eddie Lack. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And then uh, Bobby White says, "I would take not messing up a pass back to the center after a goal." So I guess that's like a rule or something. And okay. To pass back to the center after a goal, I guess you throw it up to the right. I don't know. Uh, and Scott Harrington, the coach, says, ha, 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 outstanding, fellas, thumbs up. <laughs> so I'm glad we could uh, partake in that in that moment between three professional handball players. Yeah, that there were some Olympians participating in our So Twitter we've had some Olympians on the show, yeah. Nice. In a roundabout way, I yeah. suppose, yes. I mean, we can have other Olympians on the show if you I guys g- want. I guarantee 100% we can get one of these handball players on the show. I know several Olympians. But handball Olympians. But not, not handball, yeah. no. Now we have the handball <coughs> connection. I would so. love to have some handball players on the show. Handball is great. Like I, there, there was another question in the mailbag somewhere um, about like Olympic sports that don't get enough play on TV or something. Uh, and you feel like handball is a sport that handball should be on is TV outside of the Olympics. It's awesome. super exciting. Handball should be a pro sport in North America. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, it there is are so a bunch of Olympic watch. sports that I would probably like to watch during off years. Also. Well, handball is like basketball meets indoor soccer. Yeah. Which is a fantastic combination. Yeah, I like it a lot. Because they're all super tall and athletic and oh, really yeah. fast and they can fucking whip the ball especially too. now that there's like five tsn channels and they don't have the rights to hockey at all you yeah think they and could four of them are cfl games yeah. at all times the yeah. same cfl game yeah on multiple channels yeah exactly i would love to see that um we got a question here from marlon phillips at marlon the man who is writes, it related to tom hannah uh no no oh. It is not, surprisingly. But he writes, how come John never, ever, ever, ever reads the mailbag questions? That's true. Uh, 
Yeah, why don't question. you? And as we sit here right now, because uh, I don't care, you're the only one who doesn't have a computer. Open yeah, I mean, I usually I don't. Well, because Stefan will usually ask from his account, so he will read the ones that are asked to his account, and then Justin will read the ones that are tweeted to the show account. Yes. Sometimes I do have a computer, but I don't know. Yeah, you're just left to uh, think up the best possible answers. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, yeah, maybe I'm just so good at answering the questions I don't need to ask them. I don't know. I don't know what the answer to that is. We've never really talked about it. You know, we've talked about the last few weeks, we've talked about our chemistry on the show. And I feel like maybe that's part of like, we just have never really talked about that. It's just sort of like, yeah, John just doesn't read the mailbag questions and no one has ever noticed or cared until now. Uh, Jurassic Mark at Scary Roberts writes in with, what position did Fred Durst play during his time with the Yankees? Oh, I don't know. Did he play for the Yankees? He just wore the hat. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. It was a joke. He wore the hat. Yeah, but he wore the red hat, which looked like yeah. a Boston cap. Yeah. Well, Boston never has worn. They don't really wear red caps. No, it looked like Boston. a St. Louis card. Boston had a third cap that was red that they wore occasionally. Yeah. But well, they, they had like the navy blue hat. Yeah. St. Louis is kind of known as the red cap team. True. Or, th- or, the or the Reds. Reds. Would make yeah. sense right. too. Cincinnati also. Yeah. Uh, Durst would be... Um, Ooh, I want to say he'd be like a relief pitcher, or like a DH probably. Just come in in the come in in the later half of the game to some limp biscuit. Keep him out of the field to his own music. Did you did you guys see? We got that tweet to our account saying that at Jacksonville minor league baseball games they ask limp biscuit trivia on the scoreboard because the band is from Jacksonville. From Jacksonville, yeah, which is amazing. I don't even know what limp biscuit trivia there would be to ask, but so yeah, they wanted to know like what was the drummer's name of Wh- limp biscuit. Whoever sent that in wanted to know uh, if that would be our new official minor league team. Uh, the Jacksonville, they're, I think they're the Suns, the Jacksonville Suns, I think. But I th- if you actually get this right, that's you probably got that from like MLB The Show, I'm guessing. Yeah, I think that's what they're called. Uh, and yes, it would be totally from that Jacksonville. Cush uh, Money Pimp asks. They are called the Jacksonville Suns. There you go. I'm impressed and sad. They're a minor league baseball team based in Jacksonville, Florida. The team is a member of the Southern League and is the Class AA affiliate of the Miami Marlins. Cush uh, Money Pimp. I just want to say I'll, his name again. I'll look up some Limp Biscuit stuff. He asked, what's, what's the best athlete tweet of all time? I'm going to say it's when I, th- I think it was Paul Pierce tweeted out the really blurry giant picture of a rocket ship emoji. Yeah, that's probably the one. And we, of course, talked about that on episode we three did. of this program yes, when it did. happened uh, brand new because that's like the most old man shit that he possibly oh, yeah. could have done to partake in that uh, little exchange. The big emoji there. off yeah. of 2015. <laughs> so uh, that is a, a strong contender. Uh, I do believe that Roberto Luongo tweeting the picture of the toilet in Anaheim saying that he was returning to the scene of the crime is mm-hmm. also probably up there. We've got a, like we've, ha- we've answered that question before, I think. But uh, it's Jose a, it's a Canseco good must have some tweets that could be in contention. Oh, the, the baseball grave one. For best athlete tweets? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah Probably any of the Ryan Lochte ones that have been getting retweeted too. The one where he just tweets rock, paper, scissors and spells rock and scissors wrong. It's pretty good. Um, so this, uh, okay, this is the most minor league baseball article I've ever read in my entire life. This is from the Jacksonville uh, Florida Times Union. This is from this year, March 2016. Jacksonville Suns unveil major overhauls to ballpark menu revamp stadium featuring local flavor. 
Baseball fans can soon chill with drinks at Jacksonville Suns games at the Sweet Tebow Sales Plaza or enjoy some chicken at the Southern Fried Freebird booth or even dive into a twilight helping of jambalaya at the Sundowner Lounge. Blah, blah, blah. Suns officials were quick to point out the heavy emphasis on local flair, not just in a revamped menu, but even the names of the concession areas designed to evoke local pride, such as the take on First Coast football hero Tim Tebow, legendary Southern Rock Leonard Skinnerd, uh, Southern Rock band Leonard Skinnerd, and even a Sing for Your Supper concession area named after local pro golfer VJ Singh. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Sing for Your Supper. Sing for Your Supper. We wanted to make sure that we pulled everything together from naming the concession stands, putting things in there specifically for those names and tying them into regional flavors. Nixon said Thursday, I've relied a lot on my managers that are from this area in just talking to them and developing ideas beyond the Northeast Florida influence on the names of the concession areas and tastes of the different food ranging from wings to a chicken limp biscuit sandwich named after Jacksonville new metal rap rock band limp biscuit to classic burgers and hot dogs, the Suns spent over $1.8 million on stadium renovations. Um, <laughs> what was that all about? <laughs> Holy crap. If I am going to pick a Ryan Lochte tweet, it'll probably be this one from December 8th of 2014, where he writes, Almost home and I lose my wallet in airport. This travel day sucks. Please just get me home. Very, uh, Very prescient. Yes. Combination uh, of topics. We mentioned Jose Canseco there, and I want to read this out. This is from uh, Alex Watt, a very funny guy on Twitter. And uh, he posted a, a picture of um, a passage from Jose Canseco's book, Juiced. And the caption is, this passage from Juiced reads more like Jack Handy than Jose Canseco. And I'm going to read. He underlined it, too. I'm going to read it to you guys. Okay. Okay. So this, this is from Canseco's book? This is from Jose Canseco's book, apparently written by Jose Canseco. I think it was ghostwritten. Anyway, whatever. Well, yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> so this is an anecdote about a former teammate of his. Uh, he was definitely the funniest guy in baseball. He had these dumb magic tricks that he would do, and those always busted everyone up. You have to see it for yourself, but to give you an idea, we would be having a family party with kids and everything, and Robles would set up a whole gag involving a slice of pizza. I'm going to eat a slice of pizza now, he would tell everyone. He would eat it and then drop his pants and bend over, and a slice of pizza would fall out of his ass. It would hit the floor, whap, and no one could believe their eyes. He'd set it up beforehand, of course, wedging it between his ass cheeks. <laughs> sure, of course. Yeah, so that's, that's beautiful. I also um, feel like our official minor league baseball team is the Fresno Grizzlies because they got the best the taco hat, hat and and just novelty jerseys. Right going not just tacos though they did bring back taco tuesday for yeah. every single tuesday home game this season they nice. play as the fresno tacos that's so funny <laughs> um also uh this is this is noting all of the different uh things at the jacksonville suns games they also have the jacks jams series limp biscuit theme the pre-game and in-game soundtrack, including music videos and in-game contests, will have a theme celebrating the Jacksonville-originating band Limp Biscuit. So that must be where the trivia contest came from. That uh, was Limp Biscuit. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, yeah, some Limp Biscuit uh, feel for you. Speaking of your new metal. Speaking of. Uh, Caleb Duba writes in with. Which member of Corn could you beat in a fight? All of them. They're all super old. I'm but Jonathan with, Davis. Yeah, I'm for just gonna sure. go Jonathan Davis. Not just because he's the only one whose name I know, 
But <laughs> <laughs> there's also Fieldy, Monkey, Head, and David Silveria. Although he left the band, I don't know who the drummer is now. I think it's Josh Fries. I Jesus really just Christ. think I could take him. Oh, you could take anyone in that band. <laughs> but you could definitely take John Davis. He's smaller than Stefan. Uh, our friend Aaron writes in, Apertovo, could you please put a moratorium on all the goddamn Harambe jokes in the Facebook group, please? I would love that. I think we're past the point of, I mean, I would love nothing more than that. I think we were a little ahead, ahead of the curve on the Harambe jokes because we started, we Bertovo. devoted a whole episode to like two days after it happened. And now it's just like everywhere. Bertovo's my 2016 listener of the year. To the, no, I, I agree. With, I do agree with Bertovo. I think yeah. with, with Harambe jokes. No, it's perfect. You can still post them if, if it's like really, really, really funny. Yeah, but, but like if, if the punchline is just Harambe I don't know. We, th- we can do better, guys. I think we could also put a moratorium on Aaron Mackay posts in the Facebook <laughs> just group. Pe- at this just one. period. Uh, but Tom Hanna does respond to that from Bertovo and says, "Sorry, sorry. I promised myself that it'd be my last one. I had to post it from the actual zoo, though." And this is Tom Hanna's reference to, I think. to Tom's latest post, which is spectacular. If I can quickly find that now, I just searched Harambe on Apple Music, and there is a song called Harambe by Rita Marley. I, I don't know if she's related to Bob or not, but here it is. How has no one found this song and made it into a massive meme? Uh, How has no one done that? Tom's, we just did. Tom's final Harambe That's post. That's hilarious. Now, okay, I'm gonna Tom's look. final Harambe post was fantastic. We do know that Tom's, I believe, brother-in-law is a zookeeper. He's at the, the one Cincinnati who killed Harambe. Zoo. Yeah. Uh, so he did ask uh, how they horn up the apes to get them ready to, to procreate. And he asked if they show them ape porn, to which his brother-in-law flatly responded, yes, we show them ape porn. But, you know, sarcasm doesn't read entirely through text, so maybe it's true. He was confirming. It's true. Regardless, he was at the Cincinnati Zoo, and they have a board there at the moment under the header talking about gorillas that says honoring Harambe. And it is just covered... uh, with, like, children's drawings that are, like, Harambe in a heart, or say R.I.P. Harambe. One of them is a drawing of an ape that says, I'm sorry for you and everyone that loves you. <laughs> uh, and Tom also brought with him a drawing that he wanted to put on on the big board that said... R.I.P. to the big man. May you have all the bananas to eat in heaven, and may there be a whole bunch of kids to slam into a wall. <laughs> Love, RGS, and listeners. And it's a photo of Harambe, and he is accompanied by photos of the three of us, as well as Fred Durst and John Taffer. 
uh, they would not let him post it on the wall. Was it actually printed out? I saw the picture, but I don't know if that was just a screenshot of... I Knowing Tom, he probably did try and hang it up there. <laughs> he says they were also selling Harambe t-shirts in the gift shop, but he couldn't buy one because they didn't have his size. They were actually... I guess they may as well cash in on it, right? I mean, I think it's just a gorilla face on a t-shirt, but it might be Harambe. You never know. No matter what they say, all I got to children But yes, enough of that. <laughs> this is finally getting you on board the Harambe train, though, John. <laughs> I mean, this is pretty great. It's mixing your, your two loves, <laughs> yeah. playing music on the show, yeah. and not enjoying Harambe. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Rita Marley is the widow of Bob Marley. Really? Yeah. So when's that song from? It is from, let me look it up here. Rita Marley Harambe... Um, Do you have anything else good in the mailbag, Stephen? I think it's pretty recent. Not, I, I didn't get too say. many questions today. Actually, the, the whole album is called Harambe. Uh, it came out in 2005. I feel like I should be combing through your replies, too, because you always forget some good ones that I find after the fact. No, I think, I mean, we talked, we we can have a shorter mailbag this week. <laughs> it's true, it's true. Yeah, let's shorten it up. Uh, final question comes to us from Michael at MLHS underscore Mike. Can you pretend I asked a lot of questions to keep the mailbag going just to frustrate John? Like, just keep going? Justin, you're smart. You can do this. <laughs> so our final, question. final question also comes from Michael. <laughs> this, uh, this is really funny. Like, this first verse kind of is related to shooting Harambe. Like, it starts out, it's green and gold, a Rasta at the control. They try to keep us down, scatter us all around to diverse parts of the earth, hoping we'd waste away. But no matter what they do, but no matter what they say, all a Jaja children, a go Harambe. Well, it must mean something. Harambe? Yeah, it means like, uh, isn't it like peace something or whatever? <laughs> it means gorilla, I think. No, 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 no. No, it's a uh, it's a rallying cry used in Kenya. Um, hold on, I'm I'm getting into an article here that talks about. Our final question comes to us from <laughs> Jeff Clarence, who writes: What would be better, Canucks with the number one pick in the 2017 draft, or Stefan kicking Benning right in the balls on live TV? I mean, I'd probably go to jail if I did that, right? Yeah, like realistic. Unless it was a televised event, like, like they the charity. Were really, yeah, exactly. Oh, I mean, I mean, it's the first overall pick. As, as satisfying as that would be. Yeah, probably. It's yeah. a Swahili word, meaning working together, pulling together, helping each other, caring and sharing. He said, "This oh. is the guy who named Harambe." Okay. He was listening to Rita Marley sing the song Harambe while exercising on the treadmill back in 1999. She explained what the word meant, and he was struck by the name and decided to share it with his students. Then he came across a naming competition for a newborn gorilla. After I was finished exercising, I sat down to read my local paper and came across an article about a contest to name a baby gorilla at the Gladys Porter Zoo in Brownsville, Texas. Immediately, a light bulb went off in my head, and I thought of Harambe. It seemed perfect, an inspiring African name for an endangered species. And our final written <laughs> submission comes from my girlfriend, Carrie Campbell, who says, I wasn't prepared to talk about horse sex and masturbation. Well, she, she had that story ready to go. <laughs> and that 
We'll do it for the Twitter mailbag as we move into the home stretch. It's the cherry on top of our Cynical Sunday, everybody's favorite segment, because it means the show is almost over. We pick the things we like from the world at large. One good thing. If a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place to live. Gentlemen, what do you like this week? I don't know. Nothing's been like really I, I don't. I'm just. I have to watch like every fucking Donald Trump speech like, <laughs> as it happens, and it's just like sucking the life out of me. You poor guy. And I mean, you guys, you guys help out obviously. Well, you this is a big highlight. Yeah, of I week, mean, you love, uh, you love good headlines right i do oh well that's true you did you sent us that headline to you which is uh i'm gonna pull it up right now can i can that be my you giving that to me thank you i really appreciate that no problem i have nothing always looking out for my buds (laughs) uh let's see here where was it? it it was a great headline just an update uh rio police have indicted swimmers ryan lochte and james fagan for false reporting of crime well ryan lochte's in the u.s right now yeah that's true uh so here's the headline Sex pigs halt traffic after laser attack on Pokemon teens. And then the subheadline: <laughs> Tiny Inzion in central Sweden isn't known for pig mask wearing couples shooting lasers at Pokemon hunters before having sex against a water wheel. But that could be about to change. <laughs> it's an unbelievable the way photo, of writing it. The photo is a water wheel. The photo is the water wheel that they had sex next to. There were a lot of other photos they probably could have gone with there. Yeah. They they yeah. were restrained and they went with the water wheel, which I don't think is like that's not the focal point of the headline. Yeah, I saw another article on that story that had the photo be the pig masks that they were wearing. That would make more sense. Yeah, I think. but yeah. Uh, it didn't have quite as good of a headline or lead. So that's the real. Yeah, that was pretty great. My other one good thing I can look it up while you guys are doing your one good thing is we get like so many good hate messages on cafe. Yeah, so I can read a couple of those out. Sure, sure. Yeah, I would love that. My one good thing this week, I'm going to recommend a video game. I don't think I've recommended it yet because I've just finished it. Uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Really? Yeah. I liked it a lot. I might have recommended it before, but I don't think so. Yeah. I know we talked about it, but I don't think it was on the show. No, before we recorded it, yeah. I think. So, uh, I find I, those games to be very repetitive. Right. It's a lot of like the same assassination mission over and over again. Right. So there is some of that for sure, but it was, uh, I don't know, it was my first time playing Assassin's Creed, so maybe it's a little different for me, but yeah. uh, I loved it. Was set, it's set in Victorian London, and uh, you get to play missions with like Charles Dickens and Charles Darwin and Alexander Graham Bell and Karl Marx. And so, like, of course, as a history nerd, I love all that stuff. And the historical recreation of London is insane. And I just downloaded the Jack the Ripper missions expansion packs. That sounds awesome. And so you get to, like, track down Jack the Ripper and try to determine who he is. And and then you also play some of the missions as Jack the Ripper, which is a little extreme, but pretty fun. Um, so yeah, I've been really enjoying it. Super fun. If you've never played Assassin's Creed before, I would say it's probably a pretty good one to get into the series. The most recent, so it's probably the best one also. Uh, yeah, maybe. I I don't know. I know people that said they didn't really like it, but, uh, but yeah, it got a lot of good reviews. So probably just like me, people who have played it a lot before. Yeah. Same game engine over and over again. Yeah. But yeah, I really liked it. So yeah, that's my rec. Assassin's Um, Creed Syndicate. Stefan, have you found your thing yet? Or should I recommend mine? Uh, you can recommend your thing. All right. I'm going to recommend a- another podcast. Oh, what? Cool. Which, I mean, there's so much time in the day 
to fill with podcasts yeah. if you're so inclined that you can listen to us in addition to other people. I agree. Uh, and this is a side shoot uh, from the Turned Out a Punk podcast hosted by Damon Abraham from Fucked Up and mm. numerous other places. Uh, Vice. And so he's going to recommend a wrestling podcast. I am. Right Damien Abraham's wrestling podcast is really, really good. It's called Clobbering Time, and it's hosted by him as well as a music journalist who writes for Stereo Gum, whose name escapes me right now. Uh, oh, is it Tom Brahan? Yes, it is. Yeah. And there are a lot of wrestling podcasts out there, obviously, but there aren't that many of them that are actually very good. So... I'm always on the lookout for something that I uh, enjoy listening to on the wrestling front, and I don't get to talk about it here. So if there are listeners out there who do enjoy that, and I know that there are, they do exist. I don't think so. Uh, you probably would enjoy Clobbering Time with Damien Abraham and Tom Brahan, did you say? Brahan, yeah. Brahan. He All used right. to work for uh, Pitchfork, and then he left, and he he owns Stereo Gum. Okay. Or well, I don't know if he owns it, but he's like the head writer. Uh, but they talk a lot about like Indies, Ring of Honor, other like promotions that don't get a lot of talk on other wrestling podcasts and the hook of it is that he just talks to his friends in the music industry who are big wrestling fans the guest that they have for episode number one is the like president of matador records oh cool who talks about going to like one of the first ever wrestlemanias as a kid and oh, just sweet. being a lifelong fan and it's really cool i awesome. really enjoyed it a lot and damien is a great host yes and very funny sure. so i enjoyed the podcast very much all right here's the the message this is from yesterday and it's a woman named mary Mary Louise Andrews, and she's the owner of a thriving cafe in Willow Hill, Illinois. And I think she thinks we're just a page for like cafes. selling cafes because she's she's offering us an exciting opportunity for expansion. I am placing my cafe up for sale because of personal reasons. This is all in caps, by the way, and it goes on for like 15 paragraphs. But she gives us like her phone number and her real estate agent's phone number. I guess she call it up. She just thinks the cafe is like that. A should be a thing on your show. Just call the number and record it. It's a good call. Yeah. 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 It's a good call. a good call. Yeah. Anyway, we get messages like that from time to time where people think we're actually like a cafe. Right. Or just like the concept of cafe. Didn't you say that cafes. they were going to rebrand? That they were going to change from cafe? No, it's all. It's still going to be cafe. Oh, okay. Like they were just rebranding with like Rob and I as like gotcha. the voices of of cafe. Yeah. Right. So Cafe.com. Two dicks edition. Party yeah. Exactly. That you gotcha. were in Philadelphia for. Yes. 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 Right. But that's my... Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> right. And with that, <laughs> that will do it for this week's episode. Our roommates are Brooke Halverson and George the Cat. Hey, George. Uh, our intern is Deep Cove Brewers and Distillers, proud sponsors of Real Good Show Live at the Little Mountain Gallery. Get your tickets. On September 23rd, we're more than half sold out, so if you don't have a ticket to that program, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Come on out. People are flying in to see it. Tom Hanna is coming from Ohio. Yeah. Uh, We're trying to get people to come to the show. Fake Steinberg is coming from Calgary. Yeah. There's other people who are flying in. I think Mike Fail is considering flying in from Edmonton. He did say that. So there are people coming in from out of town. If you live in Vancouver and you listen to and enjoy this program, what are you waiting for? Get your tickets. Yeah. Eventbrite.com. If you do a search for that with the RGS Live, you'll find it. And yeah, we post it on our it Facebook, on our Facebook page, yeah. and Twitter quite a bit also. So uh, scoop up tickets for that, and we'll have beer provided by Deep Cove Brewers and Distillers, who are near and dear to me, of course. And uh, Wine in a box. Good beer. Yeah. And wine, wine in, in a box. The cheapest wine we can buy. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be a great event. And in the meantime, until next time. I'm Justin Morissette. Stefan Hack. John Cullen. Be real. Be good. Be real good. Quit horses. Piercing. You're Close on the same, same vein. Yeah. You're on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
real good clip piercing. Yeah, I don't know. Is that re- is there ever a real good one of those? Is there a real bad one of those? Yeah, uh, prob- probably. Yeah, yeah probably actually, lots of yeah. really bad ones, <laughs> I think. Yeah. yeah, maybe. I don't know. I just can't fathom a T-Rex walking around here, you know, something that man ain't never seen. No, but dinosaurs never walked this earth. All this fairy tale stuff, you know, something that I'm not going to teach my kids about. That's it, man.